You are listening to The Contemplative Corazón with Julie Calderon, Season 1, Episode 1, Origin Story. When I hear the term contemplative, I think of deep thought, serenity, peace. I know a lot of times we might think a contemplative uh, is a person who is devoted to prayer and contemplation, perhaps a nun or a monk living in a monastery or convent, and this is true. Uh, Those are the experts. I am not a committed religious person. I live in the world as, uh, you know, in the Catholic terms, a lay person. However, I am someone who is devoted to contemplative practices, and so this is my origin story. So when I was in my mid-20s, I was a new high school teacher. I was an aspiring novelist who had worked on a few novels and was working towards my master's in creative writing. And I was also a club kid, which means I spent the wee hours, (laughs) many hours, in the underground house music clubs uh, here where I lived. And it was a busy, exciting life. Yet there was something missing. So I had gone to mass with my parents at my old parish, as I usually did. And one morning we had a special guest. So rather than the usual homily, we had a visitor. And she stood out because she was a brown-skinned nun in a gray and white habit, and we don't typically have nuns in that parish, so that in and of itself was unique. And so when she began to speak, I was intrigued because she started to talk about where she was living. She was coming to us from a convent in rural Mexico, and she was explaining that her ministry, along with that of her sisters, was to pray before the Blessed Sacrament 24 hours a day and that this was their life along with you know tending to their garden and and doing their their chores to kind of get through their daily life they prayed 24 hours a day in shift and this just struck me it was the complete opposite of the life that I was living but there was something so intriguing about the peace and serenity that she described and that I could tell she carried within herself So on the surface, I was successful, right? I had completed graduate study. I was working in my hometown, teaching young people. But as I already said, I was really lost. I had struggled with depression and anxiety for many years. During that time of my life, I was engaged in a lot of negative behaviors just to get through. So I needed guidance. I needed to refocus. And I needed to make a huge decision, which was continue to spiral or invest time in healing. So hearing her story, while yes, it made me wonder if I didn't have a vocation for religious life, it really just opened me up to greater healing. So to get a little deeper about that, I've been in therapy, uh, starting in high school via peer counseling, all the way through the intensive individual work um, in, well into my mid-30s. And spiritual healing became really important to me when I was working on my mental health. So if you've been in therapy, you know that your therapist is 
probably going to recommend routines and routines that help you get away from negative thinking, self-sabotage, uh, if you're struggling with, you know, emotionally regulating. And so what are some of those things that are going to help you? So they're going to teach you about mindfulness, which helps you recognize, understand, and just observe your emotions. And then contemplative practices like breathing, prayer, and I already mentioned mindfulness. You know, those were things that I was already practicing and it allowed me to reflect. So it fit all those practices that I was doing fit in really well with the work that I did to get emotionally and mentally stable. It didn't happen overnight. Um, neither my, my healing nor my contemplative practices, you know, it was a gradual process. But I will say that my mind and my heart did shift and I'm no longer lost. Here we are decades later and I'm a high school principal instead of a high school teacher and I could not do that job in my professional life and I could not do the things that are important to me personally and I'll you know talk about this as well later in the podcast parenting and writing and I couldn't be where I am in terms of my health if it were not for the contemplative practices you know I needed that discipline in my life these are essential to me they keep me from giving myself over to my worst self. You know, I'm far from perfect. I, like everybody else, continue to have struggles. You know, my personal struggles, I struggle with pettiness and resentment. And contemplative practice helped me check myself. You know, I worked really hard to get to a place where I feel safe, serene, and peaceful. And getting in touch with myself and the world was a journey, continues to be a journey, but it's helped me to see myself as part of the greater world and the good that there is in it. So what does it mean to have a contemplative heart and a contemplative corazón? It means to always be open to reflecting, to meditating, to observing, to giving myself time and space and energy to be at one and at peace with the world and with life. We all have that capacity to be contemplative. We, I often choose to keep busy, you know, go, go, go and sleep. And this is a reminder that we don't have to do that, that we can stop and pause and give ourselves time for thought that is healthy, that is healing, and then sharing that with others. And why corazón instead of heart? Well, for me, corazón feels deeper than heart. It comes from my home language, which is Spanish. But, you know, there's all these other words that relate to it. So courage, you know, and Spanish coraje, which is another strong emotion. We may not always think of it as positive, but it's, it's something very deep. So my culture and my language informs how I practice. And it just has a deeper feel than heart. So to have a contemplative corazón, it's, it's about exploring and having that core of me work on that. 
so why have I decided to take to this vehicle of podcasting? And I, I'm not an expert. I already opened with telling you I don't pretend to be an expert. I am called to teach. You know, I've been a teacher and a writer for uh, more than half my life. And this is just continuing to make good on, on hearing that call. You know, it's my vocation. Uh, contemplative practices are my way of making sense what is around me and it's going it allows me to share with others so they might experience peace i hope in sharing my journey and my practices i can help others find a better way to be in the world and find their own sense of, of feeling at home and at peace in the world so what is coming next in the next episode i will talk a little bit about my my faith life because it does inform how i practice i'm going to do discuss some of my favorite contemplatives and so there'll be some recommended reading and what does the rest of the season hold and i will be talking about some of my favorite practices that i've that work for me hopefully you'll join me on this journey Gracias for tuning in to The Contemplative Corazón with Julie Caderon of Mujer Evolving. You will find show notes at MujerEvolving.com at the Contemplative Corazón tab, where you will find links and other content. Please look for me on Instagram at Mujer Evolving. Please like and subscribe to this podcast via Spotify and Google Podcasts. Gracias por su apoyo. Thank you for the support.